Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. Hello, welcome to the third podcast of the week. Of course, it's Friday and today we are talking about drones as there are two new exciting drones about at the market and I think that they're awesome. Martin may think a little bit differently, but we'll find out in a little bit. Martin, hello. Hello, Ben. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to talk about drones. I love drones. I I flew, flew a drone a little while ago, fell in love with it. Unfortunately, you haven't been able to keep it. But anyway, we'll discuss all that in a minute. Two new drones, one from DJI and a new one from GoPro. Let's hit that intro. Take it away, maestro. You just slapped someone. You said hit it, so I did. <laughs> You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. I feel like we have ourselves another versus. Now... It's, uh, you know, often in the in the smartphone world, it's Samsung versus Apple. You know, you've got Windows versus uh, the Macintosh, you know, um, uh, Mac OS. And I feel like we may have a new, new one of these soon. And it's uh, the GoPro Karma versus the DJI Mavic. Two drones in similar price ranges, in similar size form. But which one is kind of better? I'll give my thoughts and opinions near the end to which one I think, specs-wise, without having physically used it myself, uh, which one I think is the better drone, but I think it's a very exciting prospect. I mean, it's it's been a, it's you know it's been a while since drones have started coming out, and I think uh, you know GoPro have taken the time to release uh, a drone, don't you think, Martin? I mean, it's the first one we've ever seen from them, and you know, I mean, there's for instance, there's the DJI Phantom Four now, and now there's the new DJI, which we'll talk about in a second. I mean, you know, they're taking their time with it. Do you think that uh, hopefully there's going to be an extremely good reason? You're quite right in saying that GoPro have taken their time. You know, usually they're quite hot on on things, especially like this. I think I think this is good though because it seems like they might have planned a bit more how to market to the common man such as yourself and I. So I feel like it was a good smart strategy from GoPro. Now I heard about the GoPro. Um, it's called the GoPro Karma. I heard about the GoPro Karma actually first of all before the whole DJI thing, and I thought, ah, they've been smart. They've made it small, and that's what is that's the one biggest complaint about some of the drones. In a minute, if they're small, they're normally crap. And um, if you buy the, I think the great thing about the Karma, it has some actually real positives. We'll go through them very quickly. The it's small and portable. And at the time, I was like, ah, this is something unique. It's a very high quality drone that's small and you can easily take it with you. The, the little controller looks really awesome, everything else. Also, if you buy it complete with the GoPro, um, then you also have basically a, the new GoPro Hero 5, which uh, you know is, is, is a great little GoPro, which shoots some amazing footage. Plus the gimbal itself unscrews out and you can get a little adapter, um, like a little, just a little handle that it goes into. And then you've got yourself um, like a little Steadicam for the GoPro, which you can even, you can even attach it onto like a rucksack, you know, onto like the straps that go around your, your shoulders. And it can easily attach onto that. So when you're like doing like skateboarding or anything like that, that you just want it to shoot like a first person view, but keep it steady, you can do things like that. So it's very versatile. I think that's what the GoPro have been going for. They'll be trying to make some of their products all merge in together. So the first time they've had a Steadicam, it's the first time they've got a drone, but you can actually start to move them together. And I think that's what does make it very unique and actually something that DJ isn't doing at the moment um but you know dji let's talk about dji so dji have announced the mavic 
So the Mavic is a much poorer version. They're not getting rid of the Phantom series at the moment. They haven't announced a new Phantom, but the Phantom 4 hasn't been out that long, so that's to be expected. Um, but they're trying to cleverly market it. It's, sl- it's cheaper than the Phantom 4. It's around £100, whereas the Phantom 4 is about 1200 It's smaller, easy to go in the pocket, but the camera obviously isn't quite as good. I would say that it's worth sometimes getting a bit extra portability for losing a little bit of quality. And I wouldn't say it's incredibly uh, different. It's not night and day different. It's definitely noticeable. I've seen some footage from the Mavic already, and it's it's a little bit soft. But um, I still think it's incredible the size, form, the form factor. Um, I think it's an incredibly exciting time for, for this kind of technology, and I think it needed to get smaller, don't you think, Martin? I totally agree, Ben. It was a big machine it felt also a little clunky as well and the case that come with it it was just the not controller itself portable. was bigger than it needed to be yes really bigger than it. and then the little holder for the phone i the amount of times my phone had fallen out that holder onto the floor was a lot <laughs> um so you know to put it blankly probably blankly it was a lot and uh you know it was it was massive and i tr- i actually traveled with it to crete i traveled with it to crete so i know firsthand i had to basically have a suitcase just for it to travel that is and that that's not portable it, it's these this modern day and age that is not portable in in any circumstances at all they do say the best camera you can have is the one that's always on you and you know especially with the mavic and quite how small it is it is absolutely tiny it packs down this thing i mean you know you could fit it at least half in your pocket if not if your pockets are big enough fully in your pocket so putting it in a bag is is uh so uh so easy and you know if you could fact you can take that with you anywhere you're bound to get much better shots just because it's it's tiny and you can fit anywhere and you can go on with you if you're going out for the day it's not something you have to think twice about and in filmmaking i think that's far important since sometimes we get taken away by um you know specs and by you know amazing cameras but often you know if it's too clunky and too complicated i mean with the phantom 4 i remember using it and i you know i used it for several weeks extensively you know the blades have to come off and i ended up taking it in the case it came because i was worried about breaking it you know the gimbal looks a little bit flimsy at times mm, very true. then every time you've got to set it up you could put the blades back on yes they twist and lock which was better than the older ways of doing it but still it's something else to do whereas this you have to take the blades off folds up in one complete package the controller is so much smaller so much smaller the phone fits in underneath uh, and there's actually an, a panel on the controller to give you all the stats you need to your phone just works as a viewing panel you don't have to have all the little details crammed around the corner that you have to try and look at you've got a panel on the control and i think it's just basically you know what i think a lot of people have been asking for in a drone and you know martin would you agree that compromising a little a little bit of video quality is worth it if you can make more use of it and get those shots i think it's not it was a good idea it's more like they had to i think at the end of the day like what what else could you really sort of substitute for it and i think like you said like the best camera is something you always have on you and if this is that portable then so be it you can lose a bit of quality and we're still in the early days of drones so it's always in the consumer world yeah definitely definitely i mean i think there's there's plus points and negatives for both and and, you know, I don't want to look too harshly on either at the moment because, uh, you know, they're both products I haven't physically used. I hope at some point I'll get at least some experience in some way, even if it's a brief 
uh, have a look at both of them and try and have a look at them because I mean drones is something that's always excited me I think people who are long term listeners to the podcast probably can get a good understanding of uh, I like there's actually genuine differences though between both of them which I do like I like the DJI um, the DJI has a much better camera um, they're they've been in the market for a while so you know they're they're a known brand in the drone market they've got a lot of respect and their software's really good. Their, you know, the distance it goes is great. It's such a smooth thing. It now works indoors very well, which it doesn't. Uh, the Phantom Four doesn't do particularly well. It, it's, it's not able to keep so still. But this thing indoors can keep incredibly still. It is honestly amazing. Considering if you think when you fly a drone outdoors, it uses GPS, it uses satellites to be able to know exactly where it is to be able to stay steady. Indoors, there's no GPS signal, so it has to rely on its own sensors to be able to keep it still. And that's incredible that it can do that indoors. So they actually advertise how well it works indoors. So because it's so small, I think people who want to open their filmmaking opportunities to filming indoors as well, I think this is going to be an incredible tool for them. Um, but at the same time, I like what um, GoPro are doing. I like that it, uh, you know, the, the the actual gimbal can be taken off. I think that's awesome. You know, you're not buying two gimbals and you're spending the money, you're spending it, you know, almost once and you have two uses for it. And because it's because it's a GoPro mount as well, you know, you've got a GoPro as well. So I think it's incredibly flexible. And I think that's really important as well, for, for so especially for sports video videographers, people who want to capture, you know, fast action sports. The fact that they've got a drone, they'll have a steady cam and just a GoPro to put into their already existing mounts and everything. I think that's absolutely awesome. Mine, is there a particular direction you think drones are going to head or need to head or anything in particular that you think that they're not doing at the moment that they should be doing or that you think will come? I think that would come more apparent. It's actually, like you said, in sport, but I think more in documentaries, especially about nature and stuff like that. I only say this because I was watching um, a nature documentary earlier and I was showing how far they had to zoom in and get away, and they couldn't get too close because they could smell, you know, our scent. Um, with a drone, you don't have obviously a scent, so you can fly in, get some nice overhead shots. You know, you're not using a helicopter just to fly over, disturbing their natural habitat. So for me, it's a quieter and also an easier and risk-free way of capturing wildlife at its most immersive point. That's really a really awesome point. I'd never think of it like that, and that's uh, I'm really glad you shared that. I think as the, the, the cameras are getting better, giving you better image quality, and they're getting quieter, they are getting quieter. The Phantom 4, I think, was still pretty loud. I mean, it's there's no way for someone not to know in the general vicinity that you've flown one off. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, you know, between the loud beeping and then the fan spinning up. And I think, you know, there'll always be some noise, but from what I've heard, um, with the uh, especially with the uh, Mavic as well, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's it's gone a lot quieter. So I think, you know, the minute they can, you know, be very, very sneaky, very, very stealthy, and you could just, you know, sit back and fly it over, yeah. I will say, the first time you powered up um, your one, <laughs> the noise that come from it was like, Ben, is this meant to be a noise? Yeah, man, it totally is. I don't think it is, Ben. It was just loud. It was, it was like you it said, is pretty loud. How like when we first had that test flight, how your neighbours didn't come outside yeah. to see what was going yeah. on is and baffling. I mean, you say people are coming out and going, "What's going on?" I mean, when I flew it in Crete, that happened all the time. There was always people coming out, and like maybe not particularly like coming out of their houses, but there were people who were, who were like out and around. So I flew on beaches, I flew in like gorges. I mean, people knew about it, and they were all sorts of funny. And it was. A, I got a really positive response. Everyone was really awesome about it and, you know, was actually more interested and intrigued by it. Uh, but still, I mean, that 
there was no sneakiness involved. I mean, you know, I was trying to get some sort of like, you know, more natural looking shots. And I think as a videographer, you know, you, you don't want people to know the camera's there. It kind of ruins the whole point of it. So I think if you could, if you can get something quieter that's stealthy, I mean, not just in nature, but in all kinds of um, videography, if you're just trying, especially documentary in, in other documentary sort of styles, where you're trying to capture things without people knowing what's going on. I mean, we, we could spend all, I'm not going to go down this avenue, but we could, you know, go down the avenue of the bad side of people not knowing it's around uh but i don't want to get down there. i think it's all very obvious to many people that you know um there are downsides but i i'm i'm, I'm gonna stay positive with it and stay on the videographer side of things because that's kind of where i come from and where martin comes from and i think yeah i think you know compact the sound ease of use taking it with you all these things are so important and i think you know often if you can just get that shot and i think that's why you know iphone cameras have become so popular and smart smartphone cameras have been getting so good and so popular it's because they're just so convenient they're very very convenient and i think that's just you know that just really is uh, the king of all is convenience you know if you had like a, a an access for you know um camera quality such convenience i think you'd be aiming something for far up the convenience scale than you would i think at the camera quality scale the past, the present and the future walked into a bar. It was tense. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. So we have it, two capable drones, new and exciting. I'm extremely excited. I know Martin doesn't have much of an interest in actually physically buying the drones, but I think it's interesting to, to hear um, his opinion and where it could be used. And I think, you know, Martin, of, of course, you've got to appreciate them still. I mean, it's not something you're going to use. You have no use for it, basically. I'm just an excited kid who loves gadgets. And, uh, you know, the thought of, um, you know, I've flown the drone. I loved it. I didn't want to give it back. And the thought of having something I could take around with me is just incredibly exciting to me. I will admit, you know, it is probably the future of videography and I, I can get on board with it at, at this moment point in time like you said i have no use for it so therefore i wouldn't be buying one in in the next like five years what have you heard so far would you buy one you know is it more appealing to you now that it's small and you take it around me has this changed your thoughts if you're someone who was definitely in a no i'm not gonna buy one campaign let me know let us both know get in touch on the twitter it's at pixel podcast while you're doing all that kind of stuff, don't forget you can hit subscribe on the various platforms. We are, of course, on the podcast app for iOS, Stitch for Android. And now you can follow us on Spotify as well. We're on there, yes. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's very, very cool. So check us out there. And to be honest, a lot of the places you can get podcasts, you'll probably find us on there too as well. Pixel Podcast is owned and produced out of the Abrupt Audio brand. Don't forget to check us out on their website, abruptaudio.com, where you can read everything about our podcast, all the information to do with the latest episodes, and... Of course, listen to them all there on your desktop computer as well. So definitely go and check that out. Some also some fantastic podcast makers, just as good as ours. If not, some of them maybe a tiny bit better. Who knows? You know, I'm just saying. Um, and uh, yeah, check them all out there uh, for further information. With that, we'd like to thank you very much for listening. We love you all. Um, if you've been listening for uh, a long time, we love you. If you're a new listener, we love you too. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic weekend. We will see you on the next one. Who knows what it's going to be, but it will be on Monday. And uh, yeah, that's all I have. So Martin, say the words. All right. Thanks, Ben, for letting me come here once again. And I'll see you later. <laughs> we'll see you later. You've been listening to the Pixel Podcast. Thank you and good night. Or as they say in gamer speak, G-G-N-O-R-E.